The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. Who does Jesus want on his team? If you follow football at all, you know that this time of year is a time of great transition. In college football, there are players that are graduating, players that leave early to go to the NFL draft. Then there's the transfer portal, players coming and going at an alarming rate. In the NFL, if your team missed the playoffs, there have probably been changes to the coaching staff. It is a time of transition and a time of evaluation, all in the hopes of having the best team moving forward. Maybe you've experienced this in your own life. Maybe it was on a sports team. You tried out for it, or you were trying to get more playing time. Or maybe it was the, the role in a play. Maybe it was at work. There were changes made to certain departments, or maybe there were jobs cut or, or positions added. Teams and companies evaluate the people that they have so that they can be the, the best going forward. This morning, we find Jesus at the beginning of his ministry assembling a team. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Now the work that Jesus was about to embark on was incredibly important work. Jesus' mission was to save the entire world past, present, future, from their sins. And yet, while Jesus had this, this, this grand scope to save the entire world, here he is reaching out to this one man, Philip. So what was it about Philip that Jesus just had to have him on his team? I mean, we would expect Jesus to recruit the best of the best for his team, right? And yet, I don't know if Philip would fit that category. There's an interesting detail here. It says, Philip was from the town of Bethsaida. Bethsaida was a small fishing village. And so, here's Jesus recruiting for his team in a pretty average place. Among average people, this isn't really what, what we would expect. You see, today when, when teams are built, whether it be a, a sports team or, or a company, they usually look for certain criteria or have certain re requirements for a position. 
Sports teams look for height, weight, speed. Companies care about, you know, where'd you go to college? What kind of experience do you have? But here's Jesus in this little fishing town seeking out Philip who, who was an otherwise not highly sought after candidate. Can you relate to Philip? When you walk into a room, maybe you don't turn many heads. Maybe you didn't go to the most prestigious university. Or maybe the, the company that you work for isn't, isn't all that cool. And, you know, even if it is, even if, even if you did go to the big school, or even if you do have, like, a really cool job, there are still billions of people in this world that have no idea that you exist. But Jesus does. And no matter how well you know Him, Jesus knows you. And the invitation that, that He gave to Philip stands before us today too. Follow me. Philip could not contain his excitement. Philip went to find Nathaniel immediately. And I hope that you have that same excitement as Philip. I hope that like Philip, this invitation from our Savior gets you excited. Philip went to find Nathanael and, and he proclaims to his friend, we have found the one that Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Whether this is your first time in church in a long time or, or maybe you've been coming every Sunday for as long as you can remember, I hope that you have Philip's excitement. Excitement about Jesus' call to follow me. But if you don't, if there's even a little hesitancy or a little skepticism, pay attention to what happens next. Because Nathaniel did not share in Philip's excitement. Nathaniel asks, Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Now we don't know exactly what was in Nathaniel's heart when he asked this question. It could have been a slight or a jab at Nazareth. He might have viewed Nazareth as an inferior place. It's also possible that Nathaniel knew his scriptures. And Nathaniel doesn't remember the Messiah and Nazareth being connected. But either way, Nathaniel had some, some skepticism. He didn't share in Philip's excitement. 
How does Philip respond? Come and see. Come and see. I think sometimes for us, when, when we have opportunities to tell others about Jesus, sometimes we're, we're hesitant or, or we're not sure what to say. Maybe you can think of somebody in your life and you're worried that, that they might be skeptical or they might not be excited about, about your invitation to, to come to church. Remember Philip. Remember Philip's simple invitation. Philip simply said, come and see. Because he knew that that once Nathaniel met Jesus, oh, he, he would see. <laughs> he would definitely see. As Nathaniel approaches Jesus, they have an interesting exchange. Jesus says out loud for the people around to hear, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Now, Jesus was not saying that Nathaniel is such a good guy and he's, he's better than all the rest of you. But Jesus knew what Nathaniel was about to confess. But first, Nathaniel asks, how do you know me? This, this encounter kind of reminds me of like when I meet one of my parents' friends for the first time. And they say something like, oh, we've heard so much about you. I'm like, oh boy, mom, dad, what'd you tell them? Nathaniel is wondering, how do you know me? What do you know about me? Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathaniel's response makes it clear that, that this was a miraculous event. Jesus wasn't actually in eyesight of the fig tree. Nathaniel says, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Nathaniel knew that only God could have seen him under that fig tree because there was, there was no one else around. And so why did, why did Jesus tell the people that, that here truly is an Israelite? It was because of what Nathaniel said. It was because of his confession. He acknowledged Jesus as the Son of God and the King of Israel. His Savior and the Savior for all people. It was a beautiful confession of faith that all started with a simple invitation. Come and see. I think it's kind of fun to imagine what Nathaniel was doing under the fig tree that day. Was he mad at life? Was he sad about, about something that he was going through? Or maybe, 
Maybe Nathaniel was reading the words of Psalm 139 under the fig tree that day. Words that we just spoke together. If, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Nathaniel knew who Jesus was because he knew that, that only God knows and sees all things. And Jesus told Nathaniel, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree, but you will see greater things than that. If you think that was cool, Nathaniel, you just wait. Maybe you've been studying the Bible your entire life. Maybe you don't know that much about the Bible and Jesus. Or maybe you're somewhere in between. But if we joined Philip today and we went to see this Jesus, what would we find? We find a Savior who wants you and who says to you, follow me. He doesn't ask for your resume. He doesn't ask for your marital status. He doesn't ask for your 40-yard dash time. He says, follow me. And you know, just like Jesus saw Nathaniel under the fig tree that day, so he sees you too. He sees the, the struggles that you're facing. He sees when, when things are going good. He sees it all, and he still gives us this invitation. Come and follow me. Nathaniel knew that Jesus was the Son of God and the King of Israel. And He was the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Nathaniel would see great things. And there's great things for us to see too. A Savior who loves us and invites us. Come and see. Amen.